It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at PIC. NRG.com and by PSENG committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future and brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. So the Giants fall to the Cowboys here at MetLife Stadium 21-6. to The Cowboys sweep the season series once again. They have now won nine of the last ten meetings against the Giants, nine straight with Dak as the starting quarterback. And they were, once again, an extremely opportunistic team. This was a Cowboys team that came in with 27 takeaways, second most in the NFL, four in each of the last two games. They've now made it four straight in three games. And they also added three interceptions to their NFL high, 20 interceptions. So 23 now and counting. The bottom line is the Giants in this game had 10 possessions, and in six of them it ended with a turnover either a conventional turnover or a turnover on downs. And it's virtually impossible to win a football game in the NFL when you have that high volume of possessions that end in negative plays. You had three interceptions, you had a lost fumble by Saquon Barkley, and then twice they went for it and failed to convert on fourth down. One, Glennon went for a quarterback sneak, and then the other one was Jake Fromm trying to throw one in the end zone. Clearly he was pressured, and ultimately it results in a 15-point victory for the Dallas Cowboys as the Giants now fold to 4-10, and 3-4 and four here at home. We will be hearing from Joe Judge. We'll be getting some player reaction as well as we move along. We'll step aside. Plenty more coming up here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Dallas beats New York 21-6. to We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Lorenzo Carter, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. Uh, Scott takes the snap, rolls to his right, chased by Carter. Buys some time and gets hit, fumbles the football. Ball loose on the ground. Did the Giants recover it? Yes, they did. Austin Johnson recovers it for the Giants at the Dallas 27-yard line. So that was the play of the game for the New York Giants, and it was brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. It was their lone takeaway in this game, though they lost the turnover battle by three, four to one in favor of the Cowboys as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Dallas victorious over Big Blue, 21 to six, a game that did not start very well for the Giants and it certainly did not finish on a very positive note because they were plagued by mishaps, errors, penalties, and turnovers all throughout the course of this game. And that brings us to the game breakdown brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com, Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And for that, let's run you through some team numbers. In terms of total yards, it was in favor of Dallas, 328 to 302. Passing yards, 203 to 178 in favor of the Cowboys. And the rushing yardage ended up nearly identical, 125-124 in favor of the Cowboys. But the most notable numbers, Dallas with two touchdowns and five red zone opportunities. The Giants 0 for 2 in that department. Then, of course, the Giants with four turnovers, the Cowboys with just one. And, Bob, I had mentioned right off the top, when you have 
10 possessions in a game, and I consider the turnover on downs essentially turnovers because you have nothing to show for that. You can't walk away with 60% of your possessions ending in essentially a negative play, especially against a Dallas team, which even though they didn't necessarily score at the same rate we've seen earlier this season, they still put up 21 points, which is something the Giants have struggled to reach throughout this season. Yeah, I mean, um, look, this game was a microcosm of this season for the New York Giants in the sense that any time there was – you know, a step forward, and then you saw something positive. I mean, when you think about explosive plays, they had two runs in this game of over 20 yards. They only had six all season. Uh, so Booker has a 28-yarder, a 31-yarder. Um, you get a pass play for over 30 yards. Galladay gets one. Longest play by Dallas from scrimmage was 19 yards. Um, <clears throat> but then you make mistakes. You know, you, you turn the football over. Uh, you turn guys loose on a stunt. I mean, it's 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 obvious that the the opposing teams are running a twist on Will Hernandez's side whenever they need to pressure, and they get the pressure, and they got a hit on Glennon that created the first interception. And you know, the the backup quarterback just is not is is not getting the job done because you're costing your team. You know, your job is to. You're not necessarily going to come out and be like Dan Marino, but you can't make mistakes and you can't miss, you know, easy throws and open throws. And, and, you know, I think it's – and then the shuffling of personnel in and out, delay game penalties, all this other stuff, it's it's just a recipe for disaster. And and that's how you get to 4-10 on the season. Well, speaking of the mishaps, they had a five-place, 16-yard drive when they suffered two false start penalties that led to a punt. That was their fourth possession of the second half. And, you know, you were even pointing this out, Bob, in the broadcast, the shuffling of personnel pretty much led to the winding down of the play clock more often than not, that Glennon was walking that fine line every time he was essentially snapping the football. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, now your own players are getting antsy because they see the clocks running down. Dallas can pretty much time the count. If you were to get the playoff, I mean, they're going to get – they're looking for zero and they're going. Um, I mean, it's just – it's got to be better organized than that. You know, it's got to be more efficient because you don't have game-breaking talent at the quarterback position. You don't have a great offensive line. So you can't then be in these high crisis moments. We saw the same thing happen in Miami, and we saw the same thing happen with the Chargers last week where – you know, they're trying to go for something, and they're so rushed that, you know, guys aren't getting off the line properly. It looks very helter-skelter. And against a team like the Cowboys, you can't make those mistakes. And you, the Giants had to win the turnover battle today to even have a chance to win, and they lost the turnover battle. Barkley fumbles. Um, the Giants, you know, now have been outscored 65 to nothing at the end of the first half this season. That's a mind-numbing number. Yeah. Mind-numbing. Not only, not only did the Giants not score, but they wound up giving the ball back to Dallas, which created, you know, a, a, the Barkley fumble and it creates more points for the other side. Like you can't do that, and just you can't do that and have any chance of winning. Well, and we've also seen those backbreaker type of plays occur early in games. For example, I mean, you could argue this game turned when Demarcus Lawrence hit Mike Glennon 
which forced the ball to go straight up. Jordan Lewis gets the interception, and Dallas only has to go 13 yards for a touchdown. In three seconds, Zeke ran in. He was essentially untouched on that 13-yard touchdown. And then just like that, granted, Greg Zerline missed the extra point, but it's 6 nothing, Bob. And here we go again, Giants digging themselves in an early hole because you gave great field position to the opponent. Correct. I mean, they win the coin toss. They do something that, you know, has become unpopular. They took the football, right? So now they're driving the ball. They're driving the ball. They're getting into a rhythm, and your defense rises up, and you make a stop. You can't two plays later have a turnover and, and suddenly give Dallas a short field. I mean, they can't overcome this stuff. They don't have the big strike ability to make plays and and and, and take teams apart. It has to be done very methodically, and – you know, I, it's kind of like a broken record with a lot of this stuff, but, you know, it's we're, what, 14 games into the season? The die is cast. This is what this team is. I mean, Fromm gave him a little bit of a lift, weren't running the two-minute offense. Who knows if he'll get to start next week if Daniel Jones can't play against Philadelphia, but you know, I know they want to give the team the best chance to win, and I'm sure they're going to say that, you know, Glennon's a pro. He's been in the league for a long time. I don't know. Maybe you start him, but maybe you have a quick hook next week. And if it's awful if it's awful pretty early, then put the other kid in. you got to find out if you have a backup quarterback. I'm going under the assumption that Daniel Jones is going to be back next year, going into year number four. And although there are question marks around his viability as a – starting quarterback that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl um, because this year is turning into just a gigantic wash. Like, you really learn nothing. But one thing you do know, teams win games during the course of a season when a backup quarterback has to play. I mean, the Giants won a game last year because Colt McCoy came in and functioned in Seattle against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. You can't be going out there and – and having your quarterback not give you a, at least a chance to win the game. And, and you know, honestly, Glennon is 6-24 and 24 as a starting quarterback in the league. That's a pretty big sampling. Sure. And Cole McCoy, speaking of him, he actually went to Arizona this year and he helped fill in and helped the Cardinals win a game while Kyler Murray was sidelined. He won and, two games yeah. as a backup. Well, and and by the way, those you. were games that Hopkins didn't play, yep. John Connor didn't play, Chase Edmonds was hurt. So, yeah, he proved he could win a game for you. So the Giants fall to the Cowboys 21-6 to here at MetLife Stadium. We'll step aside. We will be hearing from Joe Judge. We're going to get some player reaction as well as the Giants fall to 4-10 and overall, 3-4 and here at home. Dallas improving to 10-4, and 6-2 and on the road. The Cowboys are now going to wait to see what the result of the Washington-Philly game is. If Philly wins, Dallas will clinch the or NFC East title. Or they tie, correct. And we certainly have had a few ties over the course of this season already. We'll step aside, come back with more as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Hands it off for Booker. Turns the corner. Booker turns on the Jets. He's across midfield. Down the right sideline and finally chased out of bounds by Curse. In Cowboys territory at the 33-yard line, a gain of 27 for Devontae Booker. 
And that highlighted today's scoring drive of the game. It's brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. It was an 11-play, 58-yard drive that took 5.54 off the clock. It put the Giants on the board for the first time in this game. A Graham Gano 35-yard field goal to make it 6-3 at that point in favor of of the Cowboys, but Dallas would go on to win 21-6 as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa with you as the Giants fall to 4-10 and overall and 3-4 and here at home. Speaking of Booker, let's run you through the Giants' power report. It's brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And in terms of the team statistics in this game, the Giants ran the ball 24 times for 124 yards. Devontae Booker led the way with 8 for 74. Saquon had 15 for 50, though he did lose a fumble. So they finished with just over 5 yards per carry. And on that opening drive of the game, in which the Giants went... 11 plays, 58 yards that I just ran through, which was the scoring drive of the game. On eight of those 11 plays, they came out, they ran the football, and Bob, you could argue they ran the football effectively on that drive, but here we go again. You move the ball, you get within striking distance, and then you stall when all of a sudden the space tightens up, and that was the drive also where Micah Parsons was in coverage on Kenny Galladay and made a heck of a play to deprive the Giants from an opportunity for getting into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, that was a heck of a play by Parsons as he jumped out and got back to Galladay. He's a talented kid for sure. And, you know, the Giants, again, in the red zone, they settle for field goals. Uh, that has been a recurring theme. They're last in the NFL in red zone offense. And there's just there's not enough, there's just not enough explosive plays. And, you know, we could talk about the O-line and all that other stuff. And, and look, one of the things that we've seen here, is one of the reasons why it always looks like Giants players are playing against 15 people on defense is because the offensive line, for the most part, is pretty leaky in pass protection. So the defense is just sitting on all the short stuff. You know, passes in the flat that you see thrown to Elliott or Pollard and the guys, or last week it was Eckler, and the guys, you know, he's getting 10 yards before people close on him. Well, with the Giants, it feels like every time they throw that same pass play, there's somebody barreling down on a back or a tight end because there's really no threat to hit you over the top because that would require more of plays that require more time. And, yeah, you may get away with one here or there where they are able to get one off, but for the most part, when teams pin their ears back, it's it's it becomes big-time trouble. So it, it, they become even more one-dimensional just because of that. The Joe Judge Press Conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Let's listen in to the head coach. All right, guys. Well, obviously it was a different type of week for us in preparation. Uh, but the effort of the team was what we needed, out, but obviously the execution was not. There were too many self-inflicted wounds today to go ahead and give ourselves a chance for success. We had our shots. We had some opportunities, but we got to make the most of them. You're not going to win a lot of games in this league with four turnovers. It's obvious something we preach and we work on consistently to make sure we eliminate. we got to make sure we eliminate the turnovers. Uh, too many penalties today uh, amongst a number of other things we got to clean up as a team. The focus and the goal going forward, same as always is. we got a game seven days from now. we got to come back in, prepare, be a better team than we were today to have success next week. Being said, I'll open up any questions you have. Dan Duggan, The Athletic. Hey, Joe, can you talk about the decision to uh, make the quarterback change? And, and I know it's 
early, but do you think Jake did enough to uh, earn the starting job if Daniel's not ready for next week? You know, well, we got to a point in the game, you know, I want to see what Jake could do, point blank. And we weren't doing enough, you know, moving the ball otherwise. So I want to make sure I had a chance to go ahead and see Jake, and that'll obviously open up a conversation for what we're going to do this week. We'll talk about it as a staff. We'll make the best decision for the team. And then I know it happened late, but any idea? And Shep just looked bad initially. I don't have a final diagnosis right now, guys. Uh, he's in there right now being looked at by doctors. Matt Lombardo, fan-sided. Hey, Joe. Um, kind of pig piggybacking off Dan's question there, um, why so late going to Fromm? It seems like the offense might have benefited from a spark earlier. Why wait until that point to, to make the switch? Yeah, I thought we had some opportunities with Mike in there moving the ball. There were some shots we had, and then – you know, look, we thought the time, go ahead and give Jake an opportunity to go ahead and get him in there and play. So he got in there and moved the ball well and uh, did some good things. So, like I said, that'll obviously open up the conversation in terms of what we're going to do next week against Philly. Ryan Dunleavy, New York Post. I have two. One just quick one. I'm sorry if I missed your answer to Matt there. Uh, did you think about putting uh, Jake in right there before the third interception from Glennon when you guys had the ball after that turnover? Yeah, we had had discussions about it on the heads of the staff. I said, we'll give Mike one more drive and see what he can do right here. And uh, look, after that, I said, let's go ahead and get Jake in there. Okay, thanks. And then uh, receiver-wise, uh, at the end of the third quarter, I think you only had one catch from Slayton, Galladay, and Shep. And we know what a focus that has been for you. Why couldn't you get the ball to your receivers? You know, I'll have to go through the tape and kind of look at a lot of things. Obviously, there are a lot of plays that were called you know, for the receivers in mind as, as main targets and focuses. So we'll kind of look at the tape and see why we couldn't get it to them today. Jordan Rana, ESPN. Hey, Joe. What do you – how do you explain? What do you attribute to all the mistakes offensively, The you know, the false starts, uh, just the, the self-inflicted wounds, as, as you called them at this point of the season? Well, the turnovers, you know, obviously – you know, we made mistakes in how we're going, you know, pushing our ball down the field a little bit. Uh, in terms of the execution, we got to make some plays and make, you know, good judgment, good decisions. You know, we got to make sure we have better ball security at the end of the first half uh, and not turn the ball over right there and put the defense in a position have to go back on the field and play defense. You know, that being said, you know, we got to have better execution with it. Uh, the fall starts, you know, we've got to have better poison there and better control. Uh, there's no nothing that makes it acceptable right there. It's not something we accept at any point in time, Jordan. So, again, I don't think there's any one reason for it. We got to make sure we clean that up right there, and you know, make sure the guys that are you know committing these issues that we put them through exactly what they need to do to correct it. Make sure it never repeats again. Where do you see the the frustration level with that group? I mean, it looked like you know on the fourth down where you had the the false start. You know, you could see Saquon and some of the other guys really just kind of seemingly have had it in, in regard in that regard. Well, look, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. The entire team knows that. That's something we talk about ad nauseum. We work ad nauseum, all right, in practice. So when there's an opportunity to go out there and be aggressive and it's fourth and short and we feel we have a play that's dialed up, that's the right play, yeah, guys get a little, you know, frustrated when all of a sudden, you know, we do something that removes our opportunity to have that right there. In terms of as a team, I see these guys still sticking together as a team and working very hard, you know, and pushing and rallying on through the finish of the game. Tom Rock, Newsday. Joe, were you surprised at all by the um, uh, the loudness and the volume of the Cowboys fans in the building today? No, guys. I mean, look, there's a lot of Giants fans when we play in Dallas, too. So that's what the National Football League is. There's going to be fans from both teams at every game, you know, especially when you're in the New York area. There's guys from all over the country. 
you know, fan bases from all over the country that are here. So that's, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, secondly, uh, Leonard Williams, can you just talk about the game? He, you know, he had just, just in his snap counts, the, the fact that he was able to go out there and play. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, what, you know, Leo really pushed through a lot. I mean, Leo was hurting a lot this week and there's a lot of things he was limited to doing in practice. We went out there and worked him out yesterday, you know, in terms of seeing if he could go out there. And our biggest question with him was, you know, can he go out there and protect himself, defend himself and play effectively? And we knew it'd be some pain, some limitations. He knew that himself. Um, you know, Leo had a big part in the decision of going out there and playing. Thought the guy gutted out, made a lot of big plays for us today. Did a good job, you know, as far as holding the point, you know, destroying the blocks, you know, creating some vertical pressure and opening up some games, you know, in the pass rush stuff. There's a lot of things we'll have to see on tape in terms of going forward. But look, Leo's a tough dude. He puts the team first. He goes out there and he competes. You know, we knew it wasn't going to be an easy game for him in terms of what he was playing with. But, you know, both him and Austin Johnson were guys that were limited this week on the defensive front. We put him through the workout yesterday. And, you know, both guys, you know, made the decision to go out there and play for the team. Both guys went out there and gutted through a lot of stuff today. Paul Schwartz, New York Post. Hey, Joe. Um, hey, you went for it on fourth down uh, several times in, um, you know, tough situations, deep in your own territory. You got yep. some, didn't get some. Um, yep. You know, was that was that just a case where you felt like you needed to generate something on offense? You felt defense was doing okay. And, um, you know, you just needed to figure out some way to get some points going. Well, we had favorable looks. So you're not locked and absolutely having to go for it and all those just because you take the line right there. We always build in multiples that allows us to get out of jail free, as we say. You know, if you don't like the look, you can always go ahead and take a delay and punt the ball. Uh, we had the looks we wanted on both ones. We had the, you know, big play, all right, with book down the side on a crack. And then we had uh, the opportunity for the sneak. We got to convert and execute that right there. It's a look we wanted right there. You look back on the tablet and you say, okay, that's why we're calling it. That's what we had it for. We just have to go out and we have to make sure we take advantage of it. With the sneak, you know, you like the look there. And is it more like you didn't get push up front or does Mike have to, he's a big man. Does he have to kind of just, you know, get a little more leg drive there? Yeah, I'm going to look at the tape before I make any kind of, you know, final statement there, Paul. But obviously we got to execute better. Thank you. And Doug in the athletic. Joe, with uh, with right tackle, I think Nate played the first whatever six or seven series and Matt played the last five. Was, so that like a, what was the reason for the change there, I guess? We were just making sure both guys got playing time today. Just kind of rolling our guys and getting the chance to look at everyone as we go on through it. Matt's practice better. Matt's been out there and doing some good things. And obviously things are going to clean up and keep taking steps forward. But uh, both guys, you know, I'd say all the time, we expect all of our guys to play. And that was just part of the plan. And the last drive in the first half with the Saquon's fumble, just like what was the approach there? Because it seemed like you guys were being sort of conservative and but you're, I mean, trying to move the ball, just trying to figure out what the approach was there. Well, you know, Dallas had timeouts on that. So you want to get the ball rolling at that point. You got to get the clock moving and not turn around and put yourself in position where that team can go ahead and just get the ball back and finish the drive. You know what I mean, finish the half with the ball in their hand. So, you know, getting the ball moving, just starting to drive, get into it. We had timeouts to use as well. You know, I thought, you know, getting the ball to Saquon, start pushing on down, gave us, you know, good start of the drive, good field position, you know, mixing in sub runs and taking shots down the field. You can call the end of half deals, okay? You can go ahead and call your offense to a good degree and plays you like right there. I thought the play selection, the column was good right there. Gave us an opportunity. We're going to have plenty of time as far as pushing it and getting the field position and ending the half of the ball in our hands and a chance to score. So we got to make sure we go ahead and we capitalize better as a team. Last one here, Shar, New York Beacon. Hi. Uh, what is your overall comment on defense? Um, Dallas had mostly field goals. Um, defense was able to get a couple quarterback sacks. Yeah, look, I thought for the most part, you know, those guys went out there in some tough situations today right, where they took the field and were able to hold them some field goals. You know, the end of the half, you know, off another turnover, 
I like to strip stack at the end of the game in a tough situation, setting our offense up with a chance to have it right there. There's things we got to fix in all three phases. All right, no one played perfect. I like the effort out there. There are a lot of moving pieces this week on defense with some of the injuries up front, and obviously a lot of moving parts in the back end with DBs that were out of the game for different reasons. So, you know, that unit, you know, going out there and preparing on very, very short notice. I really had about one walkthrough together yesterday as a team uh, to get ready for the game. So I was, I was proud of how those guys came together and played with good effort. But there's things we got to clean up. Okay? There's things we can't accept, you know, with execution or, or coaching decisions right there. So we got to make sure we all get on the same page. Uh, but I am proud of the overall effort that you guys play with. Thanks, Coach. You're all set. All right, guys. All right, so that was head coach Joe Judge addressing the media as the Giants fall to the Cowboys 21-6 to here at MetLife Stadium. We'll step aside. Coming up, we'll get some player reaction as well as the Giants now are 4-10 and overall on the season. They will now get set to visit the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly on Sunday. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giant Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we're recapping the Giants' 21-6 loss to the Cowboys in East Rutherford, New Jersey. You heard from head coach Joe Judge. Well, now it's time for the player press conferences brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. First up, let's hear from the starting quarterback, Mike Lennon. Hey, Mike, uh, why was it such a struggle to get anything going today offensively? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think uh, we'll have to take a look at the film. Thought like we ran the ball pretty well. Um, self-inflicted wounds. Um, you know, there's a couple times we did move the ball well, and then just ended up with field goals, and then a couple of uh, kind of dumb decisions on my end. Uh, you know, forcing the ball that were uh, that were not good decisions. And can you describe what you saw in the the fourth and one on the sneak? Yeah, uh, we saw an opening, um, and I, honestly, I right when I got the ball. I thought we were going to get it and felt like we got a little push and then I looked over and, and could tell we were short, but um, I think that's, that, that play happened so quick. Again, film will probably explain better, but. All right, Don Levy. Mike, what that third intercept, the third interception in the end zone there, when you guys are trying to make a comeback, what'd you see there? Did you just short arm the ball? Uh, just, Kind of got flushed out of the pocket. Um, I wasn't able to get my body all the way around, try to make a play. Um, you know, wasn't a smart decision to do when, you know, it's the, it's the guy that's leading the league in the interceptions. Um, trying to make a play and ultimately just couldn't get my body all the way into it. And obviously I'm sure it's disappointed, but what was your reaction when they told you Jake was going in? Uh, I mean, obviously, you never want to see it happen, but uh, I'm there for him just like he was there for me. And, um, you know, we're, we'll support each other um, no matter what the situation is. Zach. Hey, Mike, I think entering the fourth quarter, uh, Kenny and Sterling had something like four targets combined and one catch. I mean, wh- why do you think you had such a tough time uh, getting the ball in their direction today? Uh, I couldn't tell you right now. Um, again, we'll look at the tape, um, see what we can do to get them more involved. But uh, I, I don't really know, um, just just off the top of my head. And then how how did you feel like Jake played when he got out there? He got to, he got the. He did a good job. I mean, first time getting, I believe it's first time he's played in the NFL game, moved the ball down the field, uh, did some good things. All right, guys, any more from Mike? All right, Mike, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. 
All right, so that was Giants starting quarterback Mike Glennon, who played the bulk of this game. Then, of course, Jake Fromm came in for the very last drive, and the Giants stalled in the red zone. They went for it on a fourth and five as the Cowboys brought the blitz. It was an incomplete pass. So Jake Fromm also had an opportunity to speak with reporters following the game, and let's listen in to what the newest addition to the quarterback depth chart said to reporters. Zach? Hey, Jake, obviously it was a loss, but how did it feel to get out there for the first time, and how did you feel like your uh, your drive went? Yeah, um, you know, obviously it was you know, really fun to get out there, um, you know, kind of check the list, check the box there a little bit, you know, get to complete a childhood dream and, um, you know, get to play an NFL game. Uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, just uh, the ability to go out there with the guys, um, you know, instead of new guys, you know, I'm, I'm new and um, and it was just it was just fun um, and be able to get out, and move the ball a little bit and, and try to compete and, and, you know, give us a chance to win there at the end. And Duncan. When did you actually find out you were going in? Like, had you been preparing earlier? Or did you just find out right for that drive? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to stay prepared, you know, throughout the whole game, you know, um, you know, didn't know if, you know, I was going in at any particular time, just, you know, just trying to stay ready. And, um, you know, they, they told me there late in the fourth quarter that, hey, you're up and just trying to get ready and, um, you know, trying to make something happen. They said on the broadcast, you know, like 60% of the offense by right now. You think that's accurate? I'm sorry, can you say that again? They said on the broadcast, you've probably learned like 60% of the offense. Like, obviously, you've only been here a couple of weeks. You think that's accurate? The only, you know. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's tough to tough to say, you know, for me, it's just understanding a, a week-to-week game plan. Um, obviously, you know, there's there's carryover and, you know, there's stuff you take in and out. Um, you know, just for me, it's, hey, let's go, let's go learn a game plan. Let's go learn, a, you know, 150, 200 plays a week and um, just go try to try to execute. I'm done, Levy. Jake, it seemed like one of your strategies was throw the ball to Kenny Galladay. Uh, was that what the looks were dictating or was that, hey, let – let's get involved, the guy, let's get my best player involved. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of both. Um, obviously, you know, play called and, um, you know, you get a certain look and, you know, hey, let's go give our, our guy a chance. And, you know, Kenny did a great job going up and, and making a play. And, um, you know, that's what you got to do. Got to give playmakers balls. Was it this week any different for you in practice, Jake? Did you get more reps in practice? Like, did you, anything different that told you you might play in this game? Um, eh, about the same. You know, um, you, you get some chances, you get some good and good reps. And um, just for me, it's just staying mentally involved and um, trying to get as, as many middle reps as I can week to week and uh, just trying to stay prepared. Bobby Childs. Um, Jake, congratulations on your first uh, completion you. as an NFL quarterback. Um, what's it like preparing for a two-minute offense when you're still trying to learn the playbook? Yeah, um, it's a lot of, of highlighting plays you feel good with and a lot of uh, crossing out stuff uh, that doesn't really make any sense. So, um, you know, we, we had our had our package and uh, just, you know, it was, it was a good opportunity for us to just go try to and execute, um, you know, the play we had in front of us. So um, I thought the guys did a good job making plays and, and staying in it and, um, you know, just, just really just trying to give us the chance they're late in the game. Char? Yes, uh, congratulations on your uh, first start. Um, as you got close to the end zone, did you feel like you were rushing it? Um, at all um over yeah. through you were excited about that last moment um you know when you, you get close like that obviously you, you don't want to you want to punch it in and definitely get six especially in that situation you know we were in um you know just just trying to get shots at the end zone uh, and give us enough time you know for us to to get a drive there uh, after that um so you know just you know there's always some plays you want back but um obviously just wish we would have executed there and, and get the end zone and gotten six only me 
Jake, you probably just met Sterling Shepard a couple of weeks ago, but how bad did you feel for him there? It looked pretty ugly from up here. Yeah, um, man, I, I think everybody's a little tore up inside on that one. Um, you know, really hated for Shep. And, um, and Shep, uh, just from what I've seen and, and you know, from what I've learned from him, I mean, he's, he's one of the hardest workers on the team and um, just hated for him. Um, he's, he's really got a lot of life um, and a lot of leadership there, you know, on the offensive side. So, um, you know, we're going to miss him. I uh, hate it for him. And um, definitely going to be a lot of prayers going up for him and uh, wishing him the best. All right, that was Jake Fromm addressing the media. 6 of 12 for 82 yards on the Giants' final drive, talking about trying to get acclimated to the offense as he joined the team right before that Miami Dolphins game. Then he was with the team when they went to Arizona. So this was essentially his second full week with the team leading in to today's game. We will step aside. We'll continue to get more player reaction as we'll break down the Cowboys' 21-6 victory over the Giants and the latest with respect to Sterling Shepard, who went down in the latter portion of this contest. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. And thank you so much as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Jeff Fiegels joins us as well as we're recapping the Cowboys' 21-6 victory over the Giants. Sterling Shepard came up a lot in the discussion with respect to Joe Judge. He did not reveal anything specific. Jake Fromm was asked about it. Well, the Giants now have since made it official that Sterling Shepard has torn his Achilles. So that means, obviously, he is out for the season. Another devastating blow to the Giants roster this season. They've lost several critical players on both sides of the ball. And Sterling Shepard is a player that also, unfortunately, Bob has been plagued by injuries during the bulk of his career. Availability is such a key operating phrase when we talk about personnel, but it happened right at the tail end of the game, and he came back from multiple injuries this season, and now, unfortunately, he's going to be a spectator the rest of the way. Yeah, 12 games last year for Shep, and um, you know, according to all these reports, it's torn Achilles, and just as he was coming off the line, he took one step and grabbed his ankle. So that you feel bad for him, he's the eighth most receptions in Giants history with 349. Um, boy, I thought he was going to blow right past Frank Gifford this year with the way the year started. But um, he's done for the year, and, you know, who knows if he's going to be back next year. I mean, when you're on your way to, you know, when you're at 4-10, and 10, and who knows what the final record's going to be, um, you know, it's hard to make a case for anybody staying right i mean there's going to be sweeping changes there has to be and uh man you just feel bad because he's the longest tenure giant drafted in 2016 he's been a really good player for them the kind of guy you need on a team right like not everybody can't be a star right but you need the guys that do the nitty-gritty stuff and Shepard has always been that guy uh he's very selfless he's a great teammate he's loved I'll never forget the one thing about Shepard is how he and Eli Manning had this bond, right? You know, you think about the age difference between the two of them. And, you know, you're talking about two different generations. And, you know, he and Eli hit it off. And, and it's just it's sad to see him get hurt like that because, uh, you know, you want to see the Giants win some games here down the stretch or, you know, pick up a win or two here before the season's over. And not having Sterling Shepard doesn't help the cause by any stretch. 
And that is the injury report brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Keep getting better. Speaking of player reaction, Saquon Barkley spoke to the reporters. Let's listen in. Saquon Barkley here at the Zach. Hey, Saquon, we just uh, heard the news about Sterling uh, tearing his Achilles. I'm just wondering, like, I know you guys are obviously close. Like, how, how tough is that, especially with all he's been through this year? Um, yeah, uh, it's definitely tough. Um, you know, he's a spark to this team. He's a leader. Uh, of this team, um, just the energy that that he brings every single day on the field, off the field. Um, so anytime you see a guy go down, you know, um, it's, it's a sad thing. And But one thing I know about Shep, he's a fighter um, and it's, it's a setback, but I know he's going to attack this rehab and he knows that I know his family well. He got great fam- family members. He got great friends, um, great teammates, and he knows he can lean on a lot of other people uh, in a time of need. But like I said, uh, Shep, Shep is a competitor. He's going to tag his rehab and um, just a little setback. Um, but the comeback is going to be something special. Jordan, hey, one. how do you uh, sort of make sense of all these injuries to, to you guys, especially, you know, I'm talking about you and, and the wide receivers in particular? No idea. Um, that's part of football, sadly. Uh, that's, a, that's a game that we, we play, we play as kids in this game that we love. Um, but, yeah, just bad luck, I guess you can say. And also, um, we saw you in the, the fourth – I think it was the fourth and one. You guys had a false start. Obviously, the fr- you were frustrated after that. Uh, how would you describe your frustration level at this point? Um, I mean, everyone's upset that we lost. Uh, we, we know that's a pivotal play uh, in the game uh, that we got to convert. To give us a chance to win the game, there's a lot of plays that, uh, you know, we had to convert to to give us a chance to win a game. Um, and we just got to execute, and we, we didn't do that on that play and and other plays. We, we got to be better. I could be better for myself. Uh, two minutes having a fumble can't can't have that happen. That's unacceptable uh, at all. You can't have that happen at all. Um, and there's just multiple plays that you know you can always go back and pick. Uh, that can change the course of a game. And, you know, we just got to be better as a team, as a staff on those plays. And Duncan? Saquon, what did happen on the fumble? I don't know. I got to go back and watch it. But from what I remember, I was cutting up and it got punched out. Uh, I got to go back and watch my ball security. Um, you know, uh, hats off to – I don't know who made a play. Hats off to whoever made a play. Great play on them, but I got to be better. And, you know, that goes in practice, uh, working on my ball security in practice, uh, doing extra stuff with ball security. So going back to the little things. Paul Schwartz. Hey, Saquon. Um, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, you guys made a quarterback change late in the game. Um, seemed like Mike was struggling to find his receivers and things like that. Um, what did you see from Mike and what did you see from Jake and maybe moving forward? Can maybe, if Daniel can't play, maybe can Jake, you think, maybe give you a little something here? Um, both of those guys, I think they're very talented. I think they're great quarterbacks. Uh, they come to work every single day, obviously. Uh, Jake, Jake's a new, newer addition to the team, but from day one, Mike, uh, has been coming in, attacking, and doing everything we asked him to do. And ever since Jake been here, he's been doing the same thing. So uh, obviously, I, I don't, I don't make those calls. 
Um, but I, I think, you know, I think we're com- we're confident uh, of whatever happens in the future and, and knowing that those two guys are talented and knowing that those two guys are going to work and uh, go out there and give the best they can to help us win the game. We'll do one more from Matt Lombardo. <clears throat> hey, Saquon, um, how disappointing has this season been for you personally, and, and what do you need to do to get back to playing at what you might call your standard? Uh, what I got to do? I don't know. Gotta figure it out. Uh, if I had that answer, I think I'll be playing a lot better. Uh, to be completely honest, uh, but at the end of the day, just gotta go back to trusting myself, trusting the team, trusting the line, uh, leading, come to work every single day, and uh, push myself, push the guys around me. And you know, like I said, I think I said before, I'm a big believer in uh, things that you want to accomplish uh, only happens if you work for it. And you know, everything that I want to accomplish in my career. Is still out there, um, still young in my career. Season's still not over. Um, so just good, every single day, just go out there and attack it and try to get better. Thanks, Saquon. Appreciate it. All right, we'll step aside. When we come back, we'll continue to break down the Giants' 21-6 loss to the Dallas Cowboys as we'll also look ahead to the next matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. A little bit later on, we'll also get you caught up with everything else happening across the NFL in Week 15. We will be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Lance Meadow with you. Let's take you through the Week 15 NFL scoreboard. We have a few games currently in progress, all in the second quarter. Bengals and the Broncos are tied at three. Niners lead the Falcons 10-3. And it's the Packers and the Ravens tied at seven. Green Bay just getting on the board thanks to an A.J. Dillon rushing score. Everything else went final earlier today. The Buffalo Bills took care of business at home against the Panthers, winning 31-14. Josh Allen threw for three touchdown passes. Jared Goff also had three touchdowns as the Lions stunned the Cardinals 30-12. Arizona falls to 10-4. Detroit gets its second win of the season. Break up the Miami Dolphins. Six straight wins and counting. They're now back to 500 at 7-7. They topped the Jets 31-24. Moving along on the Week 15 scoreboard, the Steelers edge the Titans 19-13. Tennessee falling to 9-5. That means that the Indianapolis Colts, with their win over the Patriots, are now one game back of first place in the AFC South, though Tennessee did sweep Indy earlier this season. The Texans top the Jaguars 30-16 as that wraps up all the action across the NFL. It was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tea proudly as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants extra point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Jeff Fiegels with you. Giants fall to the Cowboys 21-6. Dallas sweeps the season series, gets its 10th win of the season. The Cowboys now await what happens on Tuesday in the event that the Eagles win or they tie with Washington. The Dallas Cowboys will wrap up the NFC East title, which means that my favorite statistic will continue, guys, and that is the fact that nobody has won consecutive NFC East titles since the Eagles won four in a row in the early 2000s. So welcome back to the merry-go-round known a a as the NFC East. Yeah, it's, yes. it's a heck of a division. That you makes know? it fun, though, for the fan base. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you're a Giants fan, you're Maybe like, next right, year. My turn is coming up soon. <laughs> Could be my point. turn. Correct. Yes. Yeah, the Absolutely. Giants have now lost double-digit games for the fifth straight year, which is the most in franchise history. 
1978, 79, and 80, they lost double digits in three straight years. Never, It's never happened before. So we're in some uncharted waters for the fans. Scary. And the fact that you look at this was the first home loss for Joe Judge against a division rival. They were 4-0 before this. So, you know, they had some success, at least if you go back to last season, against their division rivals, though I understand fans weren't here. Dallas has had their number clearly. Now they're going to get a Philadelphia Eagles team on the road that they pretty much contained, Jeff, 13-7 to here. But Philadelphia did run for over 200 yards, and Jalen Hurts was extremely careless with the football in that game. Well, you look at the Cowboys, that way that they ran the football um, this week, you know that the Eagles are going to come and try to do it again. And I think this defense is going to have to put up a fight. But, you know, uh, this Giants team, just this whole season has been just riddled with all kinds of problems, you know, execution, and more importantly, injuries. And, you know, I mentioned in our pregame show that if you're a young guy, you have the opportunity to go out here and uh, and play some of these these games at the end of the season because as as Bob had mentioned there's going to be a lot of changes and if you're one of the young guys you want to go out there and do the best you can for the remainder of the season to see if you can stick around. Well, Bob, the other thing you brought up was the value in finding a backup quarterback heading into next season. So we heard Joe Judge speak to the media. One of the things he was asked about was, based on what Jake Fromm showed on that last drive, would you consider perhaps starting him down the stretch in the event that Daniel Jones is not ready to go? And you would think at this point, you pretty much know who Mike Glennon is. If they want to throw out Jake Fromm there, see especially what he could do against a division rival or two, which is a team you're going to play two times moving forward, I don't think at this point it can hurt the team. No, I mean, there's nothing for Mike Glennon at this point that would say, okay, he gives you the best chance to win because you haven't won any games with him. And he's been careless with the football, and today he was extremely careless with the football. The The first interception was not his fault. Uh, he got walloped by Demarcus Lawrence, and the ball just floated up in the air. But, uh, you know, your quarterback's got to convert a fourth and one, fourth and less than one. You can't be throwing the ball up at Trevon Diggs and, and expecting a miracle. So I think that's, you know, look, you know, the Giants played a pretty good game against Philadelphia. They won the turnover battle four to zip, and they needed two drop touchdown passes to even win that game. Yeah. Unless this offense, and look, I thought the defense played pretty good today, okay? Um, you know, Dallas had a lot of short fields because of turnovers and the Giants getting stopped on fourth down play. Um, if the offense doesn't score, I mean, it's it's well, this Giants defense is not going to pitch a shutout. And unless they start scoring some points, you know, you've got to get to about 17 to 20 points to have any chance to win a game in the NFL. So unless the offense gets going, it doesn't matter that they, they, they limited Philadelphia. If you think they're going to win another game like that, you're, you're probably mistaken. Well, I think this number tells it all, what you're talking about, Bob. 21 points or less in 11 of the 14 games this season. I mean, that's been the narrative. We've been talking about it all year. And remember, it moved to 21 because of what they did against the Chargers. Originally, that number I had at 20. I've now extended it by a point because of what we saw in L.A. last week, Jeff. But, you know, as Bob mentioned, even if you hang around 17 to 21, the Giants are not guaranteed to even win that game. It puts a lot of pressure on your defense. It really does. And I agree with Bob. I think the, the Giants defense has been good enough to be in some of these games that the offense has just been able to execute, and they just have not been able to do it. With Jake Fromm, I mean, it's exactly what I just told you as far as the evaluation of what's going 
going on next year. The Giants did themselves a favor by going out and picking him up. You think about how they ended up getting him. And that's just, you know, the effectiveness of chasing and looking at the practice squads and being able to get somebody like that. If you go out and get him, you might as well try to evaluate him in a regular season game. It's not a preseason game. You're, you know, there's live bullets out there. So I think it would only make sense to me because Mike Glennon, to me, has not shown anybody that he can, you know, you know compete and win football games. Well, and the other factor is, since Daniel Jones has missed at least two starts in each of his seasons here with the Giants, it's more reason you have to be practical and you have to figure that there's a chance he could miss games moving forward. Sure. You need somebody that you have confidence that could go out there, not just run the offense, but at least give you a chance to be competitive and win a football game. Well, stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants digital platforms. The final score once again, Cowboys 21, Giants 6 as they fall to 4-10 and 10 on the season. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hestoy truck.